Hello and welcome to In Search of Tracks podcast, the podcast where we talk about albums you may or may not be interested in. My name is Pete. My name is Bob. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm okay, man. It was. Uh, it's been very busy around mm. here. Just lots and lots of work. I work on the computer. I feel like my eyes are bleeding out of my skull sometimes because I'm yes. just staring at it all the time. But I got to say, I uh, put on a record before mm. recording okay. and just kind of had a meditative moment with an album, like an old favorite. Hell yeah. And I, I like got emotional. I was listening to Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. <laughs> oh, wow. You got emotional. <laughs> I got kind of emotional. I was just like, man, some music just takes me to a time and place. Like, I feel like as an old man now, I can't remember anything. Like, my memories are fading. But music is one of those things that kind of brings it back, you know? It's like mm. it's like reading an old journal when you listen to a record that was a favorite at a certain time. And uh, Seventh Son brought me there, man. Yo, I love that. I love emotion. I love emotionalism. I love people feeling things. I like Uh, it too. It's so good. It's so good. So if you haven't felt emotions from listening to music in a while, seek that one out. Whatever it is. Whatever. If it's if you don't have one, Pete will loan you Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Dude, can Uh, I play with madness? It's a weird song to make you emotional, but it might. Do something. So everybody, uh, reach out to us at <laughs> trackspod at gmail.com. What is your emotional moment? What is a record that makes you emotional? You can hit us there. You can hit us on our socials at trackspod. Uh, so find us, send us those messages. Um, you know, uh, there's plenty of records that can get me emotional. And sometimes I avoid them because I don't need to pull it up in those moments. But man, uh, let out some emotions for the Tracks Pod crew. Pete, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are we getting into this fine evening? We're talking about a record that probably makes some people emotional, but mm. I'm not necessarily one of those people. We're talking about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' second record. You're going to get it! Exclamation point. <laughs> so is You're that- going to get it! Yeah, there we go. Thank you. That's that's what it is. Um, Pete, tell me about your personal history with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, uh, the whole consortium. So we talked about any. a Tom Petty record once. We talked oh, we about Wildflowers. Wildflowers. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so some of my background is there, but I think it is funny that we've we did a Tom Petty solo record, mm, which is mm. one of it's a fan favorite. Yes, right, one of the bigger ones. Some twenty now, years, almost twenty years later than this record, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Twenty, what? Yeah, like eighteen years. That was ninety four ish, right? Yeah, so just about. And now we're doing the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record, um, which is oh. not one of the bigger Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers records, I don't think. No, no, um, it isn't. Damn, the Torpedoes is definitely bigger, and there's probably some others that I'm forgetting I mean, about. I, but think, I think most of the... This is one that's in the catalog, but I don't know that we would say this is in the canon, you know? Um, yeah. It's, in, in my opinion, when you think about Tom Petty records, uh, you have the self-titled Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which is the first record in 76, then Damn the Torpedoes. This is wedged in between them then you might talk into the great wide open southern accents didn't really catch um, see i think of southern accents but maybe that's just because i like that song so much Uh, uh, yo i on southern accents i love the song don't come around here no more i think the song southern accents is a cool song the rest of the record rebels is all right um rest of the record is it's just not there as much i had that on i sought it out on cassette because i love the song don't come around here no more so so much as a young young person yeah Um, so i probably said it on the tom petty episode that we did about wildflowers but maybe i didn't i i'm a tom petty guy like i love tom petty like if you ask me tom petty or bruce springsteen i have a very quick and easy answer it's tom petty um tom petty or bob dylan tom petty not close Okay. 
Yeah, right. see, that's where right. you and I are different people. Because no, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Bruce, and I'll go Dylan over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think it's not not particularly hard for you either. Is that correct? Yeah. No. No. Dylan is like an easy go to over there everyone. Was, right, and <laughs> it's and I think Tom Petty would be like, "Yo, what you doing? Don't don't take me over, Bob Dylan." Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but R.I.P. Tom Petty. Uh, I got into Tom Petty young. Uh, Tom Petty always felt to me he had this weird western energy to me um i loved it uh even though he's from like jacksonville florida or something so <laughs> yeah. um, he felt fresh he felt despite the fact that you know bruce's career started before his no question i think you could consider them relative classmates i was going to say peers but i don't think that's fair or true to what Bruce Springsteen was, is, and has been, and what Tom Petty was and had been, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Dylan really belonged to a different generation than me, though as I continue to get older, uh, you know, more and more of his material resonates. Uh, sure. Bruce Springsteen certainly have a lot of fondness. I like Tom Petty before I moved to uh, New Jersey. I like Tom Petty young, and it just... Um, there was something about his music that, uh, in a weird sense, I connected to and, and really still do. I, I truly enjoy it. So uh, I, I, you'll hear me try to be objective on this. And I can be a bit with this record because it's one of his, like I said, it's part of the catalog, not necessarily the canon, despite the fact that it has some bona fide hits. Um, but, but I think... Uh, I think and I hope that Tom Petty finds his way into the uh, meal plan of people who like music in general in 2020 plus um, because it's still there's still some energy to his music to me. I, I just think there's still a freshness to it. Um, Petty's yeah. going to maintain, man. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Petty's, I think- Petty's got tracks that are going to that are going to stick around. Yeah, and, and we'll get kind of into some of it. This is his second, well, their second, and that's a good thing to distinguish. For the streamers out there, there are Tom Petty solo records that feature most of, if not all, the members of the Heartbreakers. Uh, and then there are Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers records uh, that are separate. They largely are streamed separately. Don't bother yourself too hard. Um, you can usually connect to them through either, you know, just... If you don't see the record you're looking for, go to the other one and you'll find it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is kind of... He's got a few records that are lost and I would still call him... He is a... He's a single maker, a hit maker who has a couple truly classic albums. Maybe... I would say he has five to seven... Just five albums that i'd say yo these are almost untouchable um just album listens and then he's got some albums that have hits on them southern accent was an example uh i'm curious to get into it on this record and see where you fall on it pete but um yeah tom petty you probably know him. we're not going to get into it too much why are we discussing this one because it's the one we don't hear a lot of people talk about so we're going to talk about it right yeah um, he was also in a band called the traveling wilburys we covered that one too. we did that yeah go back damn time TP yeah. getting triple hit. So yeah, you yeah. can tell there's a Tom Petty, maybe, maybe the m- person we've talked about most on track spot. So most there you traxing, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting and weird. Okay. Um, next up is Roy Orbison. So we can start, start making our way to his <laughs> discog. Um, Let's do it. You're going to get it. Uh, this comes out in, uh, is it 78? I think 1978, yes. his second album. Like you said, the first one was self-titled. 76. And the third one, Damn the Torpedoes, comes out 79. Damn the Torpedoes is the Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record and essentially wipes this one off the map. Um, 100%. So that's just the way it is. It is, And it makes sense when you read the tracks. That doesn't mean this one isn't uh, really worth your time and attention for some weird things. Pete, do you have any big ideas, questions, thoughts before we get into my weird big ideas, questions, and thoughts? I mean, big ideas, questions, and thoughts, it's nothing new, but it's just whenever you listen to bands, artists, whatever of this era, it's always interesting to me that bands were allowed to kind of grow in the studio. 
because that's just that's just a thing that doesn't really exist anymore and like in any way um and yeah i mean uh like you said damn the torpedoes is like kind of the definitive tom tom petty and the heartbreakers record it has uh don't do me like that it has refugee it has here comes my girl it has even the losers like there's just tracks on tracks on tracks but the for the the two records before it there are tracks here and there and like there are good songs but it's just it's nothing that is of that kind of tom petty caliber that you think of when you think of like a tom petty hit and uh it's kind of cool because you know, you don't end up with a record like uh, Wildflowers in 94 no, that's no. like this kind of totally transcendent, amazing, beautiful album that we yes. talked through. You don't get to that if you don't have, you're going to get it, right? So like, it's 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 amazing to me that like guys like Tom Petty and Bowie earlier and just, mm-hmm. just guys that like were allowed to play around in the studio yes, um, yes. with that kind of like, like, major label corporate dime it's 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 kind of cool to just like go through these guys catalogs and see you know what they were toying around with and like what they were able to do over time because it's 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 kind of an it's an art form now that you can probably watch a similar thing take place on like Bandcamp, for example but it's not with the same budget and it's not with the same commercial attention and it's not with the same like there's a lot of differences right so like it's uh it's 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 fun and interesting so that's that's my note all right uh and there's a lot we will talk about this um tom petty and the heartbreakers define a weird version of post reagan uh well those predates reagan um let's say post vietnam admiration and warmth for the American idea. Sure. That feels so weird and pure and cool, <laughs> despite the fact that there's still that lens of cynicism. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, this record and the earliest Tom Petty material um, could be considered a record collecting bridge. Because sonically, somehow this record is a weird nexus of I hear Leonard Skinner, mm-hmm. I hear Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band, mm-hmm. I hear Heart, sure, I hear Fleetwood Mac, I yeah. hear light proto punk energy. Um, so it wouldn't be weird for someone who owns, you know, London Calling to also ride on this record. Uh, it wouldn't be weird for someone who really likes Bob Seger to ride on this record. But if you told me like, hey, you know what? People who love Bob Seger also love The Clash. I'd be like, maybe nah, that's not a, that's kind of, that's a, a logical leap. Okay. Um, but but Tom Petty ends up being this weird nexus point and it kind of leans into your point, which you said the, uh, the experimentation growth and just willingness to let artists kind of be daring in the studio and play around. And, you know, we do see that in, in certain corners of pop music, especially like big pop vocal, like, you know, potential radio stuff but it just comes off a lot less organic than when you see it on these heartbreaker records. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the, the three albums that start the career here, if you listen to self-titled into, you're going to get it into damn the torpedoes. You realize damn the torpedoes is a culmination of the work before that. Right. It's, exactly. and it's like, it's literally painted. It's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. And, and with, you're going to get it. You're kind of, pulling in a few new influences, but I'm seeing things tighten up and, Oh, and then you arrived at damn the torpedoes and all this stuff congeals. Awesome. You know? So, um, yeah, I think this is a really fun landing ultimately. Yes. Thank you. Well put. I think it's a fun, cool record gives good context. 
um, an easy listen. It kind of breezes by. I don't know if you felt that. It's yeah, it's I a felt pretty that. quick listen. Um, uh, props for brevity. And uh, we're going to keep that same energy. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say on the record at large before we start track by track? I'm good. Let's go Let's in. Let's go. First song. When the time comes. understated and then I but hear, it still has it's got the petty hook it's got the petty hook um i think you can sort of hear in the drum beat a little bit of this proto-punk energy which is where you find it mostly is in the percussion and the the beat um because tom petty's vocal style is so his own um, yeah but it, it's just this is an american rock song not the strongest opener in my opinion and far no. from the strongest song on this record it's good yeah, I said it's not going to fill stadiums, but it's headed in the right direction. Like that's right. I, but but I do feel like there, like I don't know what the word for it is, but there's just this like pet. There's a pettyism to like his mm. songs where it's just yeah. like these open chords and this kind of like big. It's this big riff, rock song type of vibe, but it's like. He does like a, it in its own way that's so original. cooking way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it has that, this song has that feel, but it's just not quite dialed in. Um, it's just like he hasn't found his footing on it, but like the the elements are there. Yes, 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 yes. I think yeah, you get I mean, that in a few of the songs on this record for sure. For sure. And I, I agree with you where like it's a good song, but it's not a great opener. No. Um, next track. You're going to get it. Um, piano this, to open yeah I mean this one it's like too much too soon like this should be mm-hmm. like like kind of deeper on the B side or something or maybe like the end of the A side yeah I I go um, the song is on the weaker side uh, conceptually this is cool but it just doesn't come together yeah um, it's I, I really like the last section of the song where it's uh, it's it's trying to pull together some of the elements from earlier in the song but effectively it's like taping together scraps not full ideas you know Um, i agree and it's weird that this is the title track it is you know and and that was another potential episode idea is how often does it happen that the title track of a record isn't just like not the best song on the record that's actually a good that's a good way to frame it so it's not piss taking a piss at a thing but when it's actually not even good you know this song's <laughs> this song's all right it's just not it's like wait this is the title track like weird um yeah i think this song is fine like i don't mind it but it's i like the guitar lead to the outro kind of segment yep but but overall yeah it's like the vocal shift on it is a little weird so, the way he like emotes on this is a little weird to it me. It is. Uh, oh, I'm so glad that's my last, the, the line I omitted from my comments here because I wanted to give it its own section. Tom Petty might be the reason I like desperation in my vocal recordings. It's something I've always been drawn <laughs> to, uh, you know, as somebody who's into to underground and weirdo music, um, punk music especially. Uh, I want desperation in the vocals. I want... Uh, urgency is not always the right word, um, but but 
uh, I like it when you can feel some of the emoting. And for whatever reasons, this is the song that drew me to that comment. And I was like, God damn it, maybe it is. Because I, I think it's one of his um, most defining characteristics is he, 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 I like the word you use for it, he emotes. Sometimes it's angular. Sometimes it's weird. Often it's strained. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, I find that not necessary, but certainly a key element for a guitar song that I like. Desperation <laughs> of the vocals. There it is. There you go. Yeah, I mean, last thing. I I like this song. I just think it would have been... It's This is the kind of song you need to warm into. And the way mm. that he just kicks into it for, as the second song on the record. I think we talked about this on previous episodes, but this song I think would benefit tremendously... F- if it were like at a different point in the record, it's just where it falls. It really hits me wrong. And again, rolling in our, our repetitions here reasons records get lost in the shuffle. If the first two songs, you don't have a banger, you might lose, uh, you might lose audience. It's just the way it works for sure. So third track hurt, uh, half baked kind of weak really doesn't do all that much for me. I don't love the kind of, they do this like dynamic shift from quiet to loud that I just think doesn't mm. really land. Um, and the song relies way too much on the chorus. I think Petty tends to rely on the chorus, but he got better at writing a full song with yeah. like a stronger chorus. And this one relies too much on the chorus, but the chorus doesn't really deliver. And so it kind of just falls flat. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I noted, um, I don't know how many people, I don't know, are you a Leonard Skinnerd fan? I mean, enough. Okay. You know, uh, like, there's, for, there's for, certain for elements. Leonard Skinnerd is a good record. Pronounce is a really good record. Yeah. Um, the record after that's pretty good, too. Uh, is it Second Helping? I don't remember. Um, I never spent too much time with them, but, like, every time well, I hear honestly, them, I'm like, this is, uh, this is good. Sitting with Pronounced is worth your time and attention. It's a really good record. Just a good rock record um, i mean i'll say that the hits like dude i'll listen to Freebird. like i'm not tired of that no, song. it's a hit it's a hit it's a hit. yeah it's a hit. so um there's buried hits on those skinnered records for sure too um so the the almost skinnered-esque start to the track it's very open um that's pretty much where the comparisons end on this other than you do get a lot of petty shifts it's um Man, in 2022 parlance, somebody might try to accuse him of uh, code shifting, uh, but <laughs> but it's not. It's a, it's vocal styling here. It's a, a lot of vocal twang here and there. It's not in every song, but it is one of the petty signatures. There's a very Southern rock energy, but it's got that Tom Petty Americana twist. Um, I think it's I, I enjoy how it's got an odd tempo. This really doesn't fit even into the like larger Heartbreakers catalog. But on subsequent listens, this was a grower. I, I, I enjoyed the song more. It doesn't, it really is an oddball because it, I don't even, the, you might be onto something with the half baked, but because it's, it doesn't fit anywhere else. But I enjoyed this song. Fair enough. Next song, Magnolia. Almost an assembly line, Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song, uh, and it's also vaguely Springsteen adjacent. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't love it. It kind of just falls in the middle to me. It's fine. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like this song more than um, Hurt, but 
it's definitely kind of paint by numbers petty, um, which maybe I can't say that in a certain respect because he hadn't kind of figured out that template yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, although, he's build, like, like, they're building like this, the assembly line here. Yeah, this is him figuring it out. But like, I think Bruce and Petty, this is no surprise, but they take a lot from Bob Dylan. And I think that like there's the there's the way that he does the core, the 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 verse in this song is very kind of Bob Dylan to me where it's like this talky verse um, that Bruce did a lot of too Mm -hmm. in his early records. Um, But it has like the bigger chorus, which is very much a petty thing. So, um, and I like the chorus on this. I think it's super strong. He puts his vocals a bit more up front on this. So like, I like it and I actually found myself singing this song like it this song got stuck in my head i think more than a lot of the songs on this record okay well that doesn't surprise i mean look you're tom petty and bruce springsteen also but like he's nothing if he isn't somebody who sat at the lap of bob dylan yeah in terms of of songwriting and so it doesn't surprise me a bit that this this is probably i'm thinking about the rest of this record this is probably the most bob dylan song on the record yeah yeah, just yeah, that talky so. kind of vibe is mm-hmm. is is very Bob, mm-hmm. but but I I mean you know if you ask me, hey, top five Tom Petty songs, I'm probably not going to mention this song, but this song was stuck in my head for the last week because we've been preparing for this recording. So there you go. Too much ain't enough. So this is where you were talking about the code shifting. I don't I don't love this. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean it's there's like there's this twang on this one. Oh, interesting. That, okay. I really yeah. like I I don't like I don't think it's disingenuous. I just I just don't like this version of Tom Petty. Um it's got a good drive to it, but it kind of just like washes over me. Like if they started playing at this this at a show, uh, this would be like my bathroom break song. Oh wow. It's just like it's not it's not the Petty I'm after. So I actually, I've been in a really different space than you on this. I love when they push the tempo up a bit and that you get some of these energy surges in and out. Um, It's fun to me, especially with Patty's signature vocal stuff. I just think there's a weird, um, mm, there's just decent interplay in the song when you get that with him because it's, he's not unaffected by it but it doesn't always line up perfectly. And I, I kind of find that fun. I, I, I like that, that mm, oh, how it doesn't line up. It's, it's almost like if you liked when uh, gears in a car shift, when you, when you shift a car and it, you know, it doesn't always click in right away. It's almost like that. So I kind of enjoy that with him. Um, he also goes loud and throat, like loud and kind of throaty. Yeah. too soft and wispy in a blink. And you're either in for that or you're not, and you're right. <laughs> he doesn't do it on every song, but if if he's doing that on a song and you can't ride with it, you're you're not going to like it. And this is one of those. Um, I kind of I, I like it. It's galloping rocker kind of track. I, I guess you're just not a, you're not a cowboy rocker, I guess. I don't like to gallop. Mm. Do you like galloping as a drummer? <laughs> not really. No. Oh man, geez. Well, this is, um, I played I, I played in an Elvis cover band one time for one show, and the gallopy songs were my least favorite. What um? What's your favorite? Elvis, Elvis had a lot of gallopy stuff. Yeah, he did. What was your What's your favorite Elvis song? Uh God's song. Um, that's tough. I'll say when I had to go down the rabbit hole for this like three hour cover set that I did, my favorite mm-hmm. era was when he was playing Vegas. Yes, like the yes, big suits yes, and like, yes, like yes. that shit is awesome. Yes. Um, fucking yes. It is fat Elvis, but favorite song is tough. I would have suspicious to minds. That. Pretty good. It's good. Yeah. I do like can't help falling in love. I mean, that's that, that's what first came to mind, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. that might be the favorite. That's pretty good. Pretty good. An obvious right. choice, but yeah. I need to know. Um, this might be my favorite song on the record only because of the chorus. Um, Were you familiar with the song before this record? 
before this listen? I don't know. I like it's wow. one of those things where I feel like maybe I heard it, but it 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 felt familiar, but like petty just feels familiar, right? Okay. So like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say no. Wow. Um, this top ten ten Tom Petty track for me, no question. Um, nice urgency, pulsing. This is basically a punk song with no weak sauce. Uh, in a fully formed American rock song frame. Um, Low-key killer vocal diversity and range here. I love it. Um, long been a favorite Tom Petty song for me. Cool. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, man. It just I moves mean, hard, you know? I love it. I, I said it's like elevated bar rock, but I think that's like what Tom Petty is in essence a lot of elements in it. You know what I mean? No, right. Because it's, it's sort of to this element, like he becomes this weird. It's like cement folk rock. You know what I mean? Like it's not, he is folksy as folksy can get, but from a time when, you know, it wasn't all, uh, leave it to beaver or, whatever that show is with the, the small town black and white TV show uh, with the guy who starts the show fishing. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm older than you. So you're definitely not getting this. But yeah, it was like a super one. old TV show. It's anyways. I know, I, I know that I know that theme song, but yeah. I don't know what it is. Do, do, do. Um, anyways, it is folksy from a time post Americana. You know what I mean? Like, which ends up being in a space you're not wrong sort of being bar rock too it's it's really it's really interesting uh hard to classify yeah um yeah listen to her heart the hit of the record um, but on paper this is perhaps as big this is a this is the other most notable uh, petty track off this record um, fun chorus that I think super memorable easy to take down mm-hmm. and this is the one that feels so quintessential American to me this is like like ice cream cones um, yeah fireworks like this is the walking down the like dusty dirt road in a music video like this is a fucking, this is a track. Yeah. I, I wrote, this is like early petty greatness. Like this is him. This is an early iteration of a potentially great song. It's like, mm. had he just demoed this and like worked it and worked it, it could have been like an all time petty song. And he ultimately like, this is kind of template, right? Like he puts this out and is like, Hey, I'm going to do a better version of that. And the better version of that is probably on Damn the Torpedoes. Um, Mm. But but that being said, I think it's a great song. It's got those open chords. It's got the Mm -hmm. petty strum. It's got the... Yes, yes. um, uh, There's just something to it that I feel like had he like tweaked one knob, it would have brought this song to life in a way that it's not kind of alive on this record. Um, But that being said, it's like a stepping stone. And I think it's a it's a it's a great song overall so hell yeah no second thoughts change of pace mm. kind of like 60s psychedelia like vibe but but kind of has it's 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 still very petty yes 
like like he, he's still in there, but he's also trying to do a different thing. It's like it's like uh, him trying to do a Sergeant Pepper's version of his own song or something. Yeah, um, it's neo Americana, kind of folksy. It is template for the earnest small coffee shop uh, patron leather goods maker. <laughs> I shop at Urban Outfitters, but only when I'm by myself and don't let people see me. <laughs> um, Ryan Adams and like one million bands um, owe their lives to this song. Like, uh, oh, sure. Like the Illumineers or whatever the fuck, you know, <laughs> thing you can think of. This just feels like so much radio rock of the. 2000s and and like indie alt that wished they were on the radio of the 90s this is a really really good song like for me from i need to know to restless is the heart of this record and i really like it i think this is an awesome song and it's like you could take any of these songs and use them as soundtrack putting them on movie scenes and they all fit sure no, I like this one too. It feels a little bit out of place on this record, but I think no, that it definitely does. You're totally right. But 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 I think that like had this record had more of this, it could have been a kind of more varied and interesting record. I like it's it's strange how this this song feels like it feels kind of out of place for Petty in a way. Uh, like absolutely even, does. It, even, it even have it, too many songs like this in the catalog. Yeah, you that's could, what I'm saying. Yeah, you could fast forward and throw this on to the "She's the One" soundtrack. Yeah, which is his post Wildflowers uh, Heartbreakers effort. But any time before then, it just doesn't feel congruous. But it's on its own. This is a great single. I don't it's even, great. I don't even know what you'd put as a B side, just because it's just it's so different. But that's what you get on this record a bit. Is it? There's a bit of a sampler plate feeling, um, and you know, as in as much as you get to the next song, and it feels really different too. Yep. Next song, restless. I really love some of the stop and go. Um, I think it enables the bluesy stuff on this song to play as fun and unique without being forced or played out which is how i feel when when you get some of these guys tom petty occasionally tries to throw some blues rock in and and sometimes that plays as honky-tonky and sometimes it plays as like forced and i'm not really interested in either of them but here i like it and i think this is a low-key very very good song uh that i would throw a wrench into your best of tom petty playlist and put this in there Interesting. I feel so differently. Like to yeah, me, sure. this feels like a weak ZZ Top song. It's oh, like I feel that way. <laughs> where it's like it's it's repetitive. The hook just isn't. It just doesn't hit the way that I'd like it to. Um, it goes on a little bit too long. It just really doesn't do much for me at all. Um, mm. I feel like he there. There are just. So there are better versions of this on this record. So this to me feels like this kind of weak demo. Do you like the pretenders vibe. at all? Dude, I don't, I couldn't talk to you about the pretenders. I really okay. don't know much about them at all. Except what about heart? Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Okay. This song puts me kind of in that space. Okay. Which is a weird place, but, uh, but, uh, and it, those two things are not exactly the same, but they, they fill sort of this other lane. Uh, we might need to do a record by both those bands, actually. Um, I'm down. So yeah, uh, and I'm not. Yeah, not. I think you you're 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 signaling a, a good read on that song as well. I just I I kind of there's some elements of it that I really enjoy because it does canonically fit to me like Tom Petty stuff. It is change of pace still, but more so than something like. Uh, like hurt um, or you're going to get it I, I, I think he makes some bold choices there that line up with stuff that goes on there on stuff sure uh, and the closer baby's a rock and roller so why are you trying to come with this 
I do not either. It's like a really shitty Kiss song. Oh, Um, oh, you said it exactly. So to me, this is an attempt at a big song, and that's okay, but it falls somewhere between like runoff tape of a Rolling Stones attempted a hit or Kiss. Those are the two that I came to, this weird middle ground. And to be honest, I don't want Tom Petty to be the middle ground between the Rolling Stones and Kiss. Well, that's, I, I, I think I mentioned in the Wildflowers episode that like when when Petty tries to have big balls, mm-hmm. I really don't like it. <laughs> like, I, 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 like I like the more kind of emotional oh, right. no, no, kind of like, about like, it. like, like give cord. me some sugar. You, no, you're out no, on it, right? No, I just I I don't like like the tough guy rock and roller Petty. I like, like the big riff rock. R- I petty, like the right. big riff, yeah, just like open chord, like yeah. like stadium Petty. Um, I don't like the tough guy Petty. So yeah, and this this to me is kind of just that version of Petty I don't really like. But on top of that, it like I don't. I, I, the production feels different on certain songs on this record, and with this one, it just feels like a shitty demo like the drums feel like they're in a different room from the rest of the instruments the vocal effects just kind of don't work it just feels like a lame closer yeah i agree strongly like i yes it's a bad song yeah so then it's if you're going out on two tracks the close that you didn't like ooh yeah it's rough it's rough this one's- all right this one's kind of rough for me. I'm not gonna lie. No, I, it's I'm like, with but it. but that being said, easy listen. But it's like easy background listen. But I'm not planning on going back to it all that often. Mm, interesting. Okay, I am going to say this as a Tom Petty fan. This is not far from his best album. However, conceptually, if you don't know the song, I need to know. You need to know it. It's that good. The song Listen to Her Heart is a song you, if you think you've heard Tom Petty songs, you've probably heard this song. This is a radio play song. No Second Thoughts is not, but you might hear it and think it's reminiscent of 18 different things. So I I highly recommend that three song block just as a rock blocker. All that said, we've completed our track by track. Would you like to uh, throw some numbers at this thing and give it a rating? Let's throw some numbers at it. Let's throw some numbers at this, baby. All right. Holistic (laughs) quality out of 20. Is this a good record? It is good. I'm going like firmly down the middle because I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's good, but it's not great. And it's like just about as good as a lot of things coming out at the time. Mm -hmm. I gave it an 11. Interesting. Okay. I'm at a 15, mostly on the strength of those songs. Okay. I, uh, I think there's a. I think there's, for me, that last block basically from I need to know, as I mentioned, the restless is a four song rock block that I really love. So nice. it's a, a fifteen out of twenty. Um, highs. How good are the best parts of this record? To me, I need to know. Like I said, it's a nine out of ten for me. I really love that song. Nice. Yeah, I I like some songs on this a lot, but it mm-hmm. it doesn't get. T- to those heights for me. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Petty Petty can get to those heights, but not here, so I give it a six. Lows out of ten. How bad were the bad parts of this record? Uh lows are not I don't know. Actually, no, the it's last okay. pretty I, bad. I, I gave it a four. Yeah, I gave it a based four on the last actually. song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I just wasn't I just wasn't there for it. I just if 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 I had to go lows strictly based on baby babies of rock and roller, it might be lower, but Overall, you're, you're, you're considering, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, competency and peer review. Despite some of the unevenness that we've discussed, I still found it really competent and I really enjoyed it. And like I said, it, sure. it ends up being this Nexus record where there's different elements and different pulls in different directions. I gave it a seven out of 10. I gave it a six. Same reasons. Um, drag factor. Does this record drag? To me, it doesn't, and it actually moves really well in terms of speed. Like it doesn't, it's it kind of clicks through yeah, even the songs quick. I didn't like. And yeah. the fact that the last song is the one I like the least probably helps this, but I gave it an eight. Okay. 
I gave it a six. Um, Reasonable. It, yeah, I mean, it it doesn't drag. It's just, it's just more just. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, six. Flow out of ten. How well does this record flow overall? How well is the transitions song to song and and obviously as a whole? Um, I gave it a five. This record feels a lot more like a good group of singles. There is some song to song transition, but then there's also a little bit of unevenness that we've we've alluded to several times and a finding footing that I think keeps the flow at a max as a five to me. Yeah, this one I had to go low because I do feel like you said a collection of singles. It it feels like that to me, but it also feels like it feels like an odds and ends slash like demos collection in a way where certain songs just shouldn't have even made the cut, I feel like. So I gave it a three. Okay, perfect. Aesthetic out of 10. How well, what does the record look like? How does, how's the packaging? Pete, I feel like I'm being generous. I'm giving it a five. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. Okay. I mean, and I might even be able to go lower. It's like, yeah. Not great. All right, we're. I'm gonna. I'm, that's pending review on my my review because I, I really think the first Tom Petty record isn't the Tom, first Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record doesn't look that super cool, but it's somewhat iconic. Yep. Damn the P- torpedoes actually is pretty cool and it's iconic. Mm-hmm. This record is neither. <laughs> and the the aesthetic of it is really kind of raw. So um, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed to be menaced by them? Yeah. That's 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 the whole thing. It's like, yeah, come okay. on, guys. All, All right. right. Uh, you know what? It's down to a four. It's down to a four because because <laughs> I just put together, like you said, is if there's some element of menacing to it, it, it brings it down more. Dude, I'm telling you, Tom Petty trying to be a tough guy, it doesn't work. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's that's yeah. literally like I've never once thought of him in any sense of machismo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's plenty about him that is cool and neat, but I've never thought like, yeah, that's somebody who I, I want to see like uh, get in the ring, you know, like yeah. see what they can do. Let's see and punch some people out. Impact and influence out of 10. Uh, it's a four. Uh, goes more to the building of what Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers did. Uh, in terms of influence, but I don't think anyone citing this is like, you know what Tom Petty record really influenced exactly. your impact to me. It's you're going to get it. Exactly. I gave it a three for the same reason. Okay. And intangible, et cetera, out of 10. Um, I was kind. The hits I love. Uh, I think you, uh, I like Tom Petty's vocal stuff here. Some elements of cool. And I wouldn't cut this as a record from his collection. I think uh, we discussed it and beat it to death. This is a building block to where he gets to on the next record, Damn the Torpedoes. But even more so, I think you find elements of what he's doing here throughout his catalog, uh, especially in the diversity of sound that you can find uh, both on tracks and album to album. I give it a four. Uh, I don't feel super warm towards it, but it has moments for sure and building blocks. So that's cool. Pete, I came out at a 63, and I feel like that's pretty appropriate for me. Where were you? And I feel like you'll probably feel pretty appropriate about it, too. I'm at a 46. Damn, is this your lowest rated? No, it's not. I, I was wondering that. I, Let's look. I think Hold I'm, on. I'm, I'm going to pull up one. I'm going to pull up one that I think you really didn't like. Let me look at this, this again. Thrilling radio. Um, maybe <laughs> I'm no. trying to think of the 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 record that I like the least. I'm not See, sure. I I I think I have it, Pete. It came out a while ago. Um, well, a long while ago, back in October, oh. I believe. AFI. What did you give the oh. AFI Sing the Sorrow record? It wasn't a three. Was it like a forty-two? It was right around there. I was at a 47, and I think okay. you might have been lower than me. But who knows? You might have liked it more than me, to be honest. Yeah, we were, we were, we were, were both pretty low on similar that one. Similar on that one, yeah. Well, although, uh, although apparently they're playing the record in full in L.A. soon enough, so maybe we should that. go. I don't know. 
<laughs> I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I like any <laughs> bands playing that show, actually. But oh, you—that's—that's that's right. We did Jawbreaker too. You were not a big fan of that one either. So it's totally, totally serviceable. I like this record better than the Jawbreaker record. Pete, will you be adding this to your collection? No, nah, I'm good. I—I've actually had this in my collection before, and it, wow, it—it it, it didn't survive didn't, in my collection. So. Uh, uh. Five bucks or less. Nice, nice looking copy. Five bucks or less. Sure, I'll do it. Um, you can do that. I need to know. I need to know. Good night, everybody. Good night. Go to somebody.